welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. It's another wonderful time and opportunity to be in the presence of God. For some of us, it is just coming to church. But I want to believe that a greater number of us sees it that beyond coming to church, coming to a place of fellowship, that we we actually have an appointment with God and with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So it is the place where we have an encounter with the Spirit of God. That's why the Bible will encourage that we do not despise the gathering of ourselves together. Praise God. Because when we meet for the purposes of God, he said where two or more are gathered in his name, he is there in their midst. So God is here and he wouldn't leave us the same. We will encounter knowledge, one thing, one insight, one revelation that will catapult us to another level in the name of Jesus. An experience that will better our Christian walk in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to thank PJ for this opportunity again. I do not take it for granted. It's always an honor to stand before us to share God's word. Praise God. Thank you very much, sir. I'm grateful. And to every one of us, the management team, every son and daughter of this commission, thank you for supporting me. Praise God. (laughs) Thank you for encouraging me. Hallelujah. All right. So we go right into it. We've been talking and we are still talking about understanding and walking in the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And we have said that it is the intention of God, it is the mind of God that as a people of God, we should live an extraordinary life. God will not be impressed that he has put the supernatural inside of us by reason of the life of Christ that we have and then we are not finding expression we have the life of God the extraordinary life of God we have the supernatural life of God in us but then when God looks down and he looks at us what he is seeing is natural display praise God He is not seeing us living the supernatural life. There is no way God will be happy. It's just like when you buy a car and give to someone to drive. And every time you see this person, this person is trekking. This person is trekking. You definitely would not be happy. Why? Because you have given this person something that will solve his problem of mobility. That he wouldn't have to trek. So we are studying about the gift of the spirit because they are tools that will empower us to live the supernatural. In this natural world, there are a lot of things like we said last week that would not allow for the expression of the supernatural. There are defects and limitations that comes with this system 
that would not allow us to just express the supernatural just like that and that's why God will give us the Holy Spirit because with the Holy Spirit is the assurance that the supernatural life of God can find expression praise God and we have established that when the Holy Spirit of God comes upon us one of the things that he does to us is that he impacts gifts to us and these gifts are what we are looking at in this season praise God this gift are the things that we are trying to understand because in understanding them we will be empowered to walk in them and our victory will be sure praise God so let's look at some scriptures tonight as I've been meditating and you know thinking on this topic a lot of scriptures have been coming to my mind that has something to do with what we are discussing but they are not necessarily the key text for this topic our key text of scripture for understanding and walking in the gift of the spirit is first corinthians chapter 12 but i want to read another scripture which i believe that by the inspiration of god will help us to understand why god is giving us gifts because if we do not understand the purposes why of if we do not understand what the gifts are meant for we will find it difficult to walk in them even if we know about them that there are spirit gifts of the spirit even if we know about them we read about them we have to understand that they are meant for certain purpose so first i'd like us to look at mark chapter 16 mark chapter number 16 and from verse 12 he said after that after that he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country this is talking about jesus in the resurrection i said it from the first day that when jesus resurrected from the dead he didn't go to heaven immediately so coming out from the grave is resurrection going to heaven is ascension but before God will go, before Jesus will go to heaven after the resurrection, he needed to move around. He spent 40 days relating with people, trying to, the Bible said that he showed himself to so many people with infallible proofs that he was still alive because he talked about his resurrection even before he died. So people had doubts, even the 12, even the disciples, the 11, they had doubts. And these are the people that Jesus spent time with to tell them about his resurrection. But when it happened and other people began to testify to them that Jesus had risen, they had doubt. Praise God. So let's look at it. He said, after that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they worked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest. But they did not believe them either. Praise God. That means there were some persons who saw Jesus when Jesus resurrected and Jesus showed himself to them. And these people went to meet the 11 disciples of Jesus Christ to tell them that, they have, that Jesus had risen. And the Bible says that they did not believe. They did not believe. So if the disciples of Jesus Christ, the very people who were under the tutelage of Christ, who saw all the wonders that he performed, could doubt Jesus resurrecting from the dead, who else would not doubt him? Praise God. So in verse 14, the Bible says that later he appeared to the eleven. 
you know the first time he appeared to two other people who are not part of the 11 and these people went to tell the 11 that Jesus had risen and they doubted this time Jesus now appeared to them and the Bible said that as they sat at the table it said later he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen verse 15 and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned verse 17 and say and these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover praise God so you will see that Jesus is talking about certain sign that will follow the people that believes in him the believers you and I who is a believer who are believers in our Lord Jesus Christ that there are certain signs that will follow them and when you look at these signs closely they are nothing different from the manifestation of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit, which we have been talking about. Talking about the gift, the word of wisdom. Talking about the word of knowledge. Discernment of spirits. Talking about healing. Talking about wonders. Talking about the gift of faith, prophecy, and all what not. All of these gifts is what you see here. That Jesus is saying that those who believe in him, there is a sign that will follow them. Praise God. So, this is talking about the gifts of the Spirit. The people who believe in God, the people who believe in Jesus will manifest this gift. That's why I said it from the first day that it is not possible that there is any born again child of God who is filled with the Spirit of God, a believer that will not have one, two, three, or even all of the gift of the Spirit. Praise God. We see here that Jesus is saying that anyone who believes this sign would follow them. So like I said that you are not walking in, the, in this sign does not deny the fact that you have it. Praise God. So he said that and this sign will follow those who believe. And when you look at those signs they are the gift of the spirit. Because it takes the gift of miracles to be able to cast out demons. Praise God. He said, and they will speak with new tongues and we will see that the gift of tongues is one of the gifts of the spirit. And said, if they would take up death, he said, they will take up serpent and they will drink dead things and there shall be no harm. That is a miracle. Praise God. That is a miracle. For you to drink something deadly and it does not harm you, that is a miracle. Praise God. So God is saying that we will walk, Jesus is saying that we will walk in the gifts of the spirit in this wise when we believe. Praise God. Now verse 19 says, so then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Verse 20 and the last says that, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord walking with them and confirming the word through the, said, confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Praise God. Another translation says that the Lord went with them, confirming their words with signs following. Praise God. So you see that from the beginning, 
the disciples have an issue with believing they have an issue with believing that Jesus had risen but then Jesus is saying that for those who believe these are the signs that will follow them why would this sign follow them because there is every tendency that the world out there will also not believe so it needs sign is needed for the world to believe praise God he said and he went with them confirming their word through the accompanying signs so we need to walk in the gift of the spirit so that every doubt that the world has will be cleared if we do not walk in this gift of the spirit if we do not walk in the gift of the spirit there will be no proof to show that the gospel that we preach is true so we need to walk in the gift of the spirit so that the world will believe if you go about preaching about healing and then people are not being healed people will not believe you and this is one of the very basic reasons why Jesus didn't go to heaven straight he had to show himself because his disciples wouldn't have been empowered to go and begin to preach about the resurrection so Jesus has to stay behind to show himself in Acts chapter 1 he said that he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs praise God so we need to walk in the gifts of the spirit so that the world will believe us praise God so that we will not only be talking and there are no proofs so that we will not be proofless Christians so that signs will follow us everything we say we can practicalize it praise God so let's quickly look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 First Corinthians chapter 2 still talking about the gift of the spirit you know all of these gift of the spirit that we have been looking at they are things that are familiar like talking about wisdom like I said last time the man who is a wise man who is known as a wise person and the person who has the gift of wisdom they are not the same thing having the word of wisdom and being a wise person generally is not the same thing praise God so there is a wisdom that is common different from what the Holy Spirit gives there is knowledge that is common different from what the Holy Spirit gives so in this scripture we want to read now you see that the Bible is telling us that there are this wisdom there are this knowledge there are these gifts that are common then there are some that are not common he said these ones that are not common he said they have never entered into the heart of any man because you cannot read it in books because you cannot be taught by any human it is the holy spirit of god that gives it he said it has never entered into any man's so let's read that scripture first corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9 he said but as it is it is written i will be fast because of time he said but as it is written eyes has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him he said but that these things he has revealed them to us through his spirit so you see that there is a there is an information called knowledge or wisdom that God has prepared for us that we will never be taught in school you are a knowledgeable person we know but there is a specific knowledge that only the spirit of God can reveal praise God 
So he said that, but that these things are revealed to us through the Spirit. So it is only via the empowerment of the Spirit of God that we will receive the word of knowledge different from what is taught in school. Praise God. It is only via the empowerment of the Spirit of God, via the manifestation of the Spirit, that we receive the word of wisdom. Different from what that wise man, that wise woman is saying. Different from what that wise woman or that wise man knows. There is a wisdom that can only be revealed by the Spirit of God. Except for the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? He said, even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Praise God. It said we have not received the spirit of this world. That means there is a wisdom there is a knowledge there are similarities of the nine gifts of the spirit that the spirit of this world can give praise God. But they are entirely different from what the Holy Spirit gives. He said for we have not received the spirit of this world. That means we are not permitted to stay with just what the spirit of this world can reveal to us. Talking about the spirit of this world, it's just like going to school. What the world knows is what they teaches you. What the world knows is what they tell you. What the world knows is what they reveal to you. But God would not want us to only have at our fingertips, to only have in our head the wisdom that this world can deliver. Praise God. If we have only the wisdom, the knowledge that this world can deliver, we will be limited by the defect of this world. It takes the wisdom, the knowledge, the things that only the Spirit of God can reveal that can now make us go past the boundary to cross the line. And certain things are impossible. You know that there is a possibility because you have not received the spirit of this world, but the spirit of God. He said, but the spirit of God. He said, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Praise God. So when we only have the spirit of this world, by reason of the knowledge, the understanding, the wisdom, the common things that every other common person have. Anything that limits them will limit us. But Bible is saying that God has given us his spirit so that we can know the things of God that have been freely given to us. So when medical science says that we have to administer drip, it's not as if you will not take it. But you understand that if the drip fails, I have an advantage in the spirit of God that gives me healing. Praise God. So for the world, for those who have just the spirit of this world, if that drip does not work, they are just left to faith. Either they live or they die. Because they don't have this advantage. They don't know something that has been given to us freely by God. They don't have any idea about it. So they cannot partake. But when you find yourself in any situation. When the solution that this world offers. Fail. As a child of God you know that you can stretch further. 
and get something. That is the reason the spirit of God has been given to us. So that we may know the things that have been given to us freely by God. Praise God. So the last scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Which is our scripture for this discussion. From verse 4, I'll read very fast so that I can quickly run through the remaining six gifts of the spirit. Praise God. Verse 4. It said there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities but it is the same God who works all in all. He said but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another designing of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues very importantly i will come to this verse verse 11 it said but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills praise god so you cannot go to the market and buy it praise God it is the spirit of God that distributes it to each one individually as he wills so the spirit of God can decide to give you three and decide to give me five it is not injustice praise God there is no joro in it praise God <laughs> so the spirit of God is the one that distributes this gift to us but like I said from the beginning and I really want to emphasize this are you a child of God in the house born again filled with the spirit of God then you have the gift of the spirit inside of you how many of us know that we have the gift of the spirit in us here I believe we have all our, we all know the gifts we have praise God we all know from all of this gift at least we should know that I have this gift I have this gift and I have this gift and it is important that you walk in this gift because like we read the bible says that to each one of us has been given this gift but then not just for ourselves alone but for the profit of all so you will be doing a disfavor to the church of jesus christ if you do not walk in your own gifts why because walking in your gifts benefits the church profits all so if you know that you have the gifts of the spirit then you need to walk in it so that it can profit the church of Jesus Christ praise God so last time I was able to group these gifts into three different categories can we still remember we, we I, 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 I grouped them into groups of three each and the first one I call the revelation gifts the revelation gifts there are three of them that i call the revelation gifts these are gifts like we read in first corinthians chapter 2 there are things of god that can never be revealed by the spirit of this world there are things about this world there are informations about this world that is only in the realm of the spirit you cannot find it in any book you cannot learn it in any school it is there in the realm of the spirit 
and as the supernatural people of God, God will want us, God will love us to have that information. So the revelation gifts, these are gifts with which we tap into the spirit and we, 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 we take up this information. Praise God. We get to know what is in the mind of God. Praise God. We call them the revelation gifts. And can we name them? What are they? The word of wisdom. The word of knowledge. And discerning of spirits. Praise God. The second category is what? The power gifts. The power gifts. This, like we saw in, in Mark. In Mark chapter 16. That power is needed to display signs and wonders. So these are gifts. The power gifts, these are gifts with which signs and wonders are being done by the people of God to authenticate the message of the gospel. Because if you go out preaching, what are you preaching? You're preaching that Jesus has made provision for healing for the people. If they don't get healed, they won't listen to you. So these are gifts with which beyond just talking, we show proof of the workings of God. Praise God. So these are the power gifts. And the first of them is what? The gift of miracles. And what else? The gift of healing. And the gift of faith. These are called power gifts. Because they are gifts with which we can step out of the theory and do the practical because the practical the theory will not change the world if we tell people about Jesus how that he heals how that he delivers how that he casts out demons and we cannot replicate it the world will not believe us even the disciples of Jesus Christ that he spent time with were already showing the tendency to doubt praise God then he had to come and tell them again that these signs will follow those who believe. So you need to operate in this power. Otherwise, whatever the, what is keeping the church relevant in this age is power. People are tired of stories. They want to see people healed. They want to see people being delivered. They want to see demons being cast out of people. They want to see how the supernatural can be expressed through power. That's what is making the church relevant. Because if you look closely at other religion, you discover that they are preaching. They are also talking. They even have their, just the way we have the Bible as our reference. They have Quran. They have all manner of books. But you discover that something, when I was in NYC camp, I have this friend. Well, I won't call, I won't call her a friend. We were in the same platoon. And she was a staunch Muslim. Now, the only thing I could use to convince this lady, I won't say it is because of me that the lady left. She had to apply for redeployment because I was disturbing her. Praise God. And the things I was telling her, they are true. Other religions, do, do, they, do they do miracles? Are there healings? Do they raise the dead? Do they heal the sick? They don't do any of these things. They are only talking. So what is giving Christianity the edge is the power. The power. So God will have us to operate in the gifts of power so that we can show proof of what we are talking about. 
So as a child of God filled with the spirit, having the gifts of power, the gift of the spirit, it means that in your own corner, in your circle, you can show proof that this thing is working. Praise God. So the last one is what? Inspirational gifts. Some studies calls it gift of utterance. Some, some call it speaking gifts. As I was doing research, I saw all of these things. So you call it gift of inspiration. You call it gift of utterance. You call it speaking gifts. And we have three of them. Can we still remember them? What are they? The gift of prophecy, gift of tongues, diverse kind of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Okay. Now, before we go to the gifts, the power gift and the inspiration gift, I would just do a rundown on what we said last week about the, the revelation gift. We said word of wisdom that this is a supernatural revelation or a counsel or insight into the divine will and purpose of God that has been given by his spirit. Particularly, he gives this to the leader of the church so that certain perplexing problems and situations can be solved. Praise God. Because God wouldn't want his church to be stranded. Like I said, we are a people of the supernatural. So God would not love us to be stranded. And what is causing us to be stranded is something that is natural. Meanwhile, we have an advantage in the spirit that can make us advance. That can make us go forward. And then, we cannot tap into it. So God will give us the gift of the word of wisdom. So that when there are certain perplexing situations, God, through the gift of wisdom, tells us what to do we go ahead to do it and there is a way out praise god so that is the gift of the word of wisdom then the gift of the word of knowledge is just similar to it you know most times we we use them interchangeably the gift of the word of knowledge is informative this there are knowledge in the realm of the spirit about people about the intentions of people about certain things beyond you you may never know even if you search it on the internet god reveals it to you so we call that the word of knowledge jesus walked in this gift so well and it helped him to carry out the purposes of god for his life and it is very important to maximize life we need the gift of the word of knowledge imagine that a lot of times the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they made attempt to kill Jesus. They made attempt, they plan to harm him. And the Bible will tell us that Jesus knowing what they were thinking will decide to take the other way. Praise God. So the gift of the word of knowledge is informative while the gift of the word of wisdom is directive. The gift of the word of knowledge tells us what is happening reveals a situation the intent in people's heart what is happening to people but then the gift of the word of wisdom tells us what to do to solve that problem like i cited an instance where some persons who have decided to build to build church around the gifts of the word of knowledge will actually tell people that your mother-in-law is your problem and most of the times they mistake it and call it prophecy 
and that is word of knowledge when god gives people word of knowledge they think it is prophecy and they begin to call themselves prophets and they begin to prophesy meanwhile god is only giving you a word of knowledge but most of them do not have the word of wisdom that's why you see that they will tell you that this is the problem that you have but they can never tell you what to do that can make that can make it work okay the person's mother-in-law is the person's problem so what should the person do so this gift instead of building and helping the church because they are wrongly used is causing problems in families you see that person will carry in his or her mind that her mother-in-law or his mother-in-law is his problem and then hatred starts at the end of the day the church is divided because peradventure that mother-in-law is in the same church or a different church and then there is a problem praise God so word of knowledge gives us information about what is happening praise God like how Jesus got to know about the five husbands of the Samaritan woman that was word of knowledge praise God so God wouldn't only have us to know things about people which he reveals to us by his spirit he will also give us word of wisdom with which that that situation can be handled can be solved praise God so the next one we talk about is discerning of spirits designing of spirit and i said that this is the ability to recognize identify and distinguish between various kinds of spirits as we are in this world there are spirits also that are in this world but spirits that are in this world they will be less effective if they are not inside of a body so they can possess anything praise god we saw when jesus casted those those demons out of those pigs that they begged him not to send them away he should send them into another body that means they must possess something so it is not everybody that you see around have the spirit of god inside of them people carry different kind of spirits so god will have us to to have the ability to discern the spirits as we relate with people to discern the spirits that is inside of them praise God because this will help us to overcome whatever challenge that is staring us in the face because most of the times when people confront you when people step on your toes they are not the ones stepping on your toes there is a spirit inside of them praise God and God will have us have the ability to discern these spirits so that we know how to handle certain situations so that we know how to relate with people now it was the purpose of God that Jesus will die to save humanity. That was the intent of God. That was what Jesus came to this world to do. And the time came in Matthew chapter 16 when he was communicating this thing to his disciples. That look, I will go to Jerusalem and I will suffer many things from the leaders of the church. And they, I will suffer many things. They will beat me and they will kill me. Now, which disciple in his right senses would not tell him that no, that is not our wish for you. That will not happen. But that was the will of God. And Peter stood up and rebuked him. He said, no, you shall not die. For me, when I read that scripture, I thought that Peter was doing the right thing. Trying to stop you from dying. What, what could be wrong with that? Telling somebody that wants to die that no, you will not die. Uh -uh. Why will you die now? You will not die. What, what is the wrong in, in telling somebody that you will not die? But the next thing that happened is that Jesus 
rebuked him. He said, get behind me, Satan. Praise God. So he could discern that Satan is inside of this guy that doesn't want me to accomplish the purpose of God. So with the gift of discerning of spirit, as we relate with people, as we relate with things, we are able to discern what spirit is responsible for certain attitudes that we see. Praise God. So that is the gift of the discernment of spirit. It is very important that we have it. The Bible will tell us that we should test all spirits. Test all spirits. So when certain things happen, know the spirits that is causing this thing. There are certain healing, there are certain miracles you cannot perform if you don't know the spirits that is responsible for that condition. Like you see somebody that is sick and you know that this sickness is not an ordinary sickness. There is something called the spirit of infirmity. When you rebuke that, when you can discern, you have solutions when you can discern the spirit that is responsible and you rebuke him. Some of the things that we spend our energy on trying to fix, trying to pray over this situation to change and it is not changing. It is not because there is not enough power to change it. But we are not just addressing the problem. By the time you can discern and know that it is this thing and that is what Jesus was doing. Jesus didn't spend much time when he wants to change a particular situation. He would just discern the spirit and would talk to that spirit and say, leave him. Go out of him and it will just happen. Praise God. So we need the gifts of the discerning of spirits to be able to walk in the supernatural. So we're talking about now the inspiration and the speaking gifts. Inspiration and speaking gifts. I said that these are gifts with which we alter divine messages for the edification of ourselves and for the edification of the church. Gifts with which we alter divine messages. And what is the intent? What is the intention? What is the purpose? These messages are meant. They are meant to build us up. They are meant to edify us. And they are meant to edify the church. Remember, we read that these gifts of the Spirit, they are given to each one of us, but for the profit of all. So part of it is that we should be able to alter divine messages that should edify ourselves. That's why when you speak in other tongues, you edify yourself. Jude said, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So he builds you up. He said, he that speaks in tongues edifies himself. But the gift of tongues wouldn't be the only gift that, that is under the, the speaking gifts category. We also have the gifts of prophecy. Now let me start with prophecy. I said prophecy is a supernatural message of edification, exhaltation, and comfort. We'll see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 13. Can we have the scripture? When I was studying and researching on this gift and I discovered this thing, my life changed. Praise God. Because I discovered that most of the things that we call prophecy today, they are not prophecy. Prophecy must have three ingredients which is to edify. So whatever anybody tells you anywhere that gives to you as prophecy that troubles you, you have not received prophecy. Praise God. They may have given you word of knowledge because word of knowledge can bring fear into your heart. Word of knowledge can be come like a warning 
word of knowledge is just an information whatever that information does to you whether it brings fear into you does not change it from being a word of knowledge but if it brings fear into you it is not prophecy praise god first corinthians chapter 14 verse 3 can we see the scripture so that we know that i didn't just <laughs> research anything say but he that prophesied speaketh unto men to what to edification to what to exhortation to what and to comfort we are in an age where people are looking for prophecy that man of god does he see can can he see can he tell me can he give me prophecy we are looking for prophecy i am not saying that we should not look for prophecy but as you go to look for prophecy these are the three parameters with which you will measure and know that the prophecy is a true prophecy I'm not the one that said it is in the Bible. The prophecy must do three things to you. That divine message should be able to do what? To be able to edify you, should be able to exalt you, and should be able to give you comfort. So if it gives you troubles, that is what? False prophecy. No be me talking. Na Bible day. Praise God. This has delivered me sincerely i don't know about us this thing has delivered as i studied and i come across this i say oh wow (laughs) a lot of people are still being misled believing that they have received prophecy not knowing that their problem have been made worse that they will just tell you that so so person is your trouble yes it's true it could be true that that person is your trouble but wisdom is profitable to direct. So when they give you the word of knowledge and say this, you don't just get excited or you get angry if it is on the negative with somebody. As they give you that word and they say this is it. It is like this. Be calm enough to relax. Don't just get angry and get excited. Don't lose your peace. Relax and tell that man of God to finish it. (laughs) What should I do? What is the wisdom that will help me to come out of this problem. What is the wisdom that will solve this problem? So if in case you are here and you are also wanting like some of these people to go and open a church simply because you have the gift of the world of knowledge, brother, wait in Jerusalem until you are being endued with power from on high. (laughs) Praise God. Wait to make sure that you balance it with word of wisdom. Otherwise, you will be causing more harm than good. And God will hold you responsible. If you are hearing me and you have already gone ahead to open a church because you received the gift of the word of wisdom, go back to Jerusalem and wait. (laughs) Praise God. Until the gift of the word of wisdom is being released. Praise God. So that is what prophecy is. It is not a word of warning. It is not a word of correction. It is a word that edifies. It is a word that exhorts. And it is a word that comforts. Those are the words that God wants you to speak to the church as prophecy. So when you are prophesying, understanding that whatever you are saying, as prophecy, as a divine message, should be able to do these three things. Then, 
you are a true prophet of God. Praise God. I said it here that its primary purpose, as the primary purpose of prophecy, is to build up or strengthen another. Like in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the verse 31, Paul said, You all can prophesy one by one that all may learn and that all may be encouraged. So your prophecy must encourage people. Your prophecy to be true, it must encourage people. Praise God. Now, I'll, I'll have to say this. I said something that somebody can be a wise person. To be wise, to be described as a wise person does not mean you have the gift of the word of wisdom. They are two different things. Same also with the gifts of prophecy that you are able to prophesy does not automatically call you into the office of a prophet. There is difference between the office of a prophet and operating in the gift of prophecy. I can prophesy which is to deliver a divine message that edifies people, that exalts people, that gives people comfort. That doesn't mean I will begin to change my title and call myself prophet. Because the office is different from the gift. Praise God. The next one is different kinds of tongues. Different kinds of tongues. That is the second under the inspiration gift. And I said, we all know about tongues. We speak in tongues. But this is a supernaturally inspired message or utterance spoken in other languages that are not known to the speaker. We, we don't know what we are saying. Praise God. So when we pray in other tongues, we don't know what we are saying. But we know that we are speaking a language that is unknown. Even the person that is hearing you may not know what language you are, you are speaking. And you yourself may not know. But then you are delivering a divine message. But there's something I discovered about speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues from the scripture as I read did, does not edify the church. And that's why Paul will call for interpretation. If you want your tongues to edify the church, to comfort the church, you need to interpret. That's what makes relevant the place of the interpretation of tongues. So when we speak in other tongues, we edify ourselves. Praise God. And there is need that we edify. Having known that speaking in tongues edifies you, who wouldn't love to edify himself? Jude said, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. It is very, very necessary that we be built in our most holy faith. Because we are in an age and time where a lot of things are happening. You can be knocked out of faith. You can question God at any time. There are certain frustrations that we hit. You lose faith in God. So it is necessary. You know when you are sick or when you are down with one, one ailment or the other. It is that time that a lot of people remember God. It is in that situation a lot of people remember God. And if God doesn't come through that time, they'll tell you forget about this thing. You know most of the people that when you go out for evangelism you meet that tells you why they don't go to church. They tell you, like, we, like myself and Samuel, we met somebody on Saturday. We we're trying to speak to this guy. He does not attend church. If you go deep, the reason why a lot of people are trying to pull out of the faith is frustration frustration 
whether it is sickness, whether it's difficulty, whether it's financial hardship, whatever. People are going through a lot of stuff. That stuff have kicked them out of their faith. They didn't just decide one day and decide that they will not be going to church. Some of them have been going to church before, but something happened that they stopped. A frustration hits them that they lost their faith. So, I can say categorically that why some of us are still bouncing and we feel we have faith is because it is still well. There are certain things that they will happen. You will not know where your faith is. That handbag called faith, you will not know which vehicle you left it inside. That is why we will not wait until when that situation happens to knock us out of faith. So to make sure that your faith is well secured, you need to pray more in the spirit. Paul said, I pray more in the spirit than I do in my understanding because it edifies me. It is for moments where, like I said last time, certain things happen to us. It was difficult. It was a struggle to come to church. What kept us is the tongues we have been speaking. Building up ourselves. We couldn't just lose it. We saw other people lose it. Brother, what's what happening? Why are you not going to church? My brother, I beg, I beg, I beg. All that church thing, I'm, I'm tired. Frustration hits them. It's not as if some of those things does not happen to us. Why is it that we cannot be defeated by those situations? It is the tongues you have been praying. Because you have been building up your faith for that time. So you see that there are certain situations that will come up that defeated the other person, stopped him from going to church, denied him of his faith, robbed him of his faith, took faith from him. But it didn't happen to you. And you'll be surprised. You wore it out. Praise God. So whenever we are asked in church to pray in other tongues, for those of us that have received the gift, build up yourself. Pray. And one other thing too that by divine insight I got to know about tongues is that the spirit of God will have you pray for matters that you have no idea about. Somebody might be somewhere going through a situation and you know God follows protocol. Like, like Dr. K shared in the devotional, I think whether yesterday, that God needs permission from man to do certain things on earth. So if somebody is being waylaid somewhere by the devil, God wouldn't come from heaven and deliver that person. He will put it in your heart to pray in tongues. I don't know if that happens to some of us. There are times I pray in tongues and I don't want to stop. Yet I can't stop. I mean, I want to stop. Yet I cannot stop. I pray and the more I want to take it down so that I will stop, the more I am firing. Praise God. You may not know there may be a situation somewhere and God is raising you at an intercessor. He said, I will set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, in Isaiah, who shall not sleep day or night. So most of the times you are praying in other tongues, you're not just praying for yourself. The Bible says that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue does not speak to man, but speak to God. He said, but in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Praise God. So the gifts of the different kind of tongues helps us to edify ourselves. Help us to build our faith. It is important because our faith is one of the most important things in our life as Christians. That's why Jesus told Peter, he says, see that your faith faileth not. Every other thing may fail, but let your faith not fail. And what will make your faith fail? You cannot even predict it. There are certain things that can happen to people and their faith will fall. And then you think that if that thing happens to you, your faith will not fall. Then there is another one that is unique. Because the devil will give you a bullet that he knows fits you. So it is not the same situation that he used to challenge that other brother that he will throw at you. He will bring you exactly a situation. So don't think you are too strong enough. There are certain things that will happen. Eh? 
if pastor call your line, you would vex. You will even off your phone and put it under the bed. So don't assume that such situation will never be. Build your faith. So that when that situation comes, your faith is strong enough to surmount it. Praise God. And like I said, the last of it is the interpretation of tongues. Remember I said that in tongues does more work on you that is speaking in that tongue. He said you edify your own self. You build up your own faith. So it does little to the church. If I am leading prayer and I am speaking in tongues, 90% of it is for me. Praise God. So there is need. If I want my, the church to be edified, there is need for interpretation. Now, interpretation of tongues is not word-to-word translation of that tongues. Like some people will get it wrong. Because you want to form or you want to impress us and tell us that you have the gift of the interpretation of, of tongues. Somebody will say la kapata. Now you want to translate it. You say la means come. Ta means go. You cannot interpret tongues word for word. As somebody is speaking in tongues God gives you a divine message that interprets that thing that that person is saying for the edification of the church. So this person can say la kapata kata. This person say the same thing la kapata kata and the interpretations are different because interpretation of tongues is not the same as what the word translation praise God so God will give us the gifts of prophecy the gifts of the different kinds of tongues the gifts of the interpretation of tongues for the edification of the church and for the edification of ourselves also praise God so we move to power gifts which is the last of them how many do we have under power gifts we have three. What are they? I can't hear us. We should know these things. Oh, praise God. So under power gifts, we have the gift of healing. We have the gift of faith. And we have the gift of miracles. What is the essence of these gifts? Like I said, these are gifts with which all the tongues we have been saying all the messages we have been communicating can be practicalized. I so thank God for Christianity because it has practical and theory. For other religion, there are no practicals. Only theory. Praise God. So, the power gifts, I said that these are gifts that authenticate the message of the gospel via signs and wonders. Praise God. Because God wouldn't have us to preach to talk about the gospel and then there are no demonstration. Praise God. So the power gift help us to back up what we are doing with signs following like we read in the scripture in, in Mark chapter 16. He said and he confirmed their words with signs following. So these are gifts with which signs are made to follow all the things that we say. Our life becomes a life full of signs full of wonders because of this power gifts. Praise God. In John chapter 4 verse 48 Jesus said something. He said, except ye see signs and wonders ye will not believe. Even Jesus knows that the world will not believe. No matter your English the world will not believe. The world will not be convinced if there are no signs. And signs and wonders cannot be demonstrated if these power gifts are not activated. Praise God. So let's look at them one after the other. I'll start with the gift of faith. So the gift of faith is the first 
amongst the three power gifts that we have. The gift of faith. Now, this faith, I have to say this. The gift of faith and the faith that gets you saved, they are two different things. The gift of faith that causes the power of God to move is different from the faith that gets you saved. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, he said, for by grace you have been saved through faith. So that faith with which you believe the word of God, you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you receive the life of God and you became born again. It is not that faith that would, that would cause the power of God to move. It's a different kind of faith which the Holy Spirit gives. That's what we call the gift of faith. So I said that this is a supernatural ability to believe God without human doubt, unbelief, and reasoning. There are things you do that is crazy. Like I heard about somebody, some couples that the wife, they said the wife had hormonal imbalance and because of that, she couldn't get pregnant. And it is true, medically, hormonal imbalances and all of those situations can hinder biologically, can hinder a woman from conceiving. But I heard what the man said. He said that that cannot stop him. That can, so he had faith that he would form activity with his wife and he would conceive in spite of that. And it happened. Praise God. You see, that's why we need to walk in these deeds. So that when the world is defining a boundary for us and say, if we see this sign, if your BP is up, it means that you, you have to deliver through CS. You know that there is a possibility in the spirit that will make you cross that line. So when you have the gift of faith, there are women who have been told, pregnant women in the hospital that madam, your BP is too high. The baby in your stomach is too big. The size is this. You have to go through CS. I have to say this. I don't know if I'm correct or not, but I have to say this because I believe it's true. Most of the times, hospitals, I think it happened to my sister, that's why I have to say this. Most of the times, they will want to push you, they want to suggest to you to go through CS, telling you that that is the safest way. Because they make a lot of money from it. Am I correct? Because a woman who, who delivers naturally, normally, and a and the woman who delivers through CS, they will not pay the same amount of money. Am I correct? So remember all these people, they are in business. They are doing business. Praise God. <laughs> they are in business. So you will never go to the hospital and they will tell you that they did not see one thing. They will always see one thing. Most especially private hospitals, they will always see one thing because that's what letting you to go is seeing their money going just like that. So they will tell you you have one. Go and run malaria, malaria test three times. You will see that you still have plus one. Plus one, plus one. So the, the world would define a boundary for us. So as the people of God filled with the spirit, filled with the gift of faith. You see, faith is stubbornness. So faith is stubbornness. It's different from that one. Which stubbornness did you display when you got saved? That faith was a very tiny faith that got you saved. You just have to say after the person, Lord Jesus come into my life, that got you saved. But when Nebuchadnezzar is saying if you don't bow you will be cast into this into this very finance. It takes a stubborn kind of faith to say Baba, we, will, we, are, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Our God 
is able to deliver us. Even if he chooses not to, we die here. That, that kind of faith, that kind of faith is a very stubborn faith. Praise God. So, there are certain things that happens in our life. There are certain wonders, there are certain signs of God that we can only receive when we operate in the gift of faith. Understand that there are boundaries the world will set for us, but then we shouldn't stay there. So trust the spirit of God to impact to your spirit the gift of faith. So that when they tell you that it is serious, you say no. They say, why we are saying that is because your BP is over 100. You say, there's no problem. Why we are saying that is because of this. But don't, don't quote me, oh. Make sure that you have the spirit of faith. Don't come, don't come. Make sure you have the spirit of faith before you do this. Don't hear that one brother said that for, for, for six years, he has never taken paracetamol. And you think you will not take paracetamol. Make sure that you trust the Holy Spirit to impact that same faith. To your spirit before you can do it because it is actually working but it is like we read it is the spirit of god that gives this thing as he wills if he doesn't give it to you don't fake it my brother there is one of my colleagues in the office our cleaner she's of redeem in fact only this year she has fallen ill i think up to three times we we'll tell her go and take medication now he said i don't use to take medication i don't use to take drugs probably because he has heard somebody say you don't know that that person have the gift of faith that person can believe, you people say that for 6 years I've never been to the hospital I've never taken paracetamol because of that, you won't trust the Holy Spirit to give to your spirit that same faith that he gives to that person and then you now sit down typhoid nearly killed this girl, we heard it typhoid, at the end of the day she took the injection and she became fine so in spite of the fact that we have faith to do the in unimaginable in spite of the fact that the spirit of God gives us faith be very sure that you have it but truly there is faith to do the seemingly impossible trust God for it and it will be impacted to your spirit amen <laughs> hallelujah okay so quickly quickly I go to gift of healings gift of healings so what are, now this this one say gifts of healings if you see every other gift they were they were singular but this one is plural that means there are many gifts of healing so you can heal headache does not mean you should go and face cancer there are there are gifts of healing so trust god that you heal headache doesn't mean that somebody that have an appendicitis you go and stand on that person and say, I'll pray and it will go. Well, well, where, where, where it is not the case of life or death, try, don't, 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 you can try it. <laughs> praise, I, I, I <laughs> praise God. I need to advise us. I need to advise us. Don't go and say that because you prayed for somebody that said he had a headache and the next time the person is fine, you go and stop somebody that they want to roll into the theater wisdom is profitable to direct make sure you practice it where it is not life and death it is not 50-50 before you go there why so? because there are gifts of healings, praise God so healings, these are supernatural en enablement given to a believer to minister various kinds of healings and restoration through the power of the Holy Spirit it is the healing of all manner of sicknesses by supernatural power without human aid or medicine. 
Praise God. So this is what healing does. Healing restores the body. That's a striking difference between healing and miracles. Miracles does something that was never in existence. Praise God. But healing works on something that was there. Healing gets you fine. If somebody is sick and you pray for the person and the person gets well, that is healing. Praise God. But if somebody is dead and you pray for the person and the person comes back to life, that is a miracle. Praise God. So healing restores but miracle creates something entirely new. Praise God. Like we saw how Jesus turned water into wine. It can never be done elsewhere. There is no other way you can do it. It is a miracle. Casting demons out of people, it is a miracle. Praise God. But the healing, the restoration of health is healing. Praise God. So that's healing. Now I want to say something on healing here. In, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, there is one of these companion of Paul called Trophimus that used to go with Paul to all the ministry and mission journey that Paul would undertake. A time came that Trophimus became sick and I want to believe that Paul must have prayed for this guy and this guy didn't get well. And in verse 20, the Bible said that Paul says something. He said, Trophimus have we left behind because he is sick. I was asking myself, why? Somebody like Paul, Paul the apostle, that have the gifts of the spirit inside of him. Why is it that he couldn't heal that guy? That is not to say that Paul has not healed people before. So I, I brought up this point to tell us that, that you have prayed for somebody and the person doesn't get well. Doesn't mean there is something wrong with you or wrong with your faith. Praise God. A lot of times we want to feel like that. You've prayed for somebody and somebody got healed. You pray for another person, that person doesn't got healed. It has a way of discouraging you. Making you feel like that thing is not working. It is not in your place to determine if that person gets healed or not. It's not your business. The, the, the Bible says in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he said that the Spirit of God distributes these things to individuals as he wills. So if the Spirit of God wants that person well, that person will be well. So it's not your business. I'm saying this so that it does not discourage you because most times believers are discouraged because there is an energy that comes when you pray for somebody and that person gets well and go and testify. That thing fires you up. You want to pray for the next person. But the reverse of that same that energy happens when you now pray for this other person and the person doesn't get well. And I see people a lot of times, maybe in this case now, the prayer you prayed was just a two minutes prayer. And the same two minutes prayer for the same situation would have got this, this problem solved. But because that person didn't receive healing, which is not your fault, you see people want to kill yourself there. That time you did not remove your shirt. This time you want to remove your shirt and ask for water and do a lot of stunts. Don't kill yourself. Administer prayer for healing. If the person doesn't get healed, do not be discouraged. Go and pray for the next person. Praise God. Gift of miracles. Gift of miracles. I said, a miracle is the performance of something against the laws of nature. It is a supernatural power to intervene and counteract earthly and evil forces. Praise God. That is what miracles are miracles are 
things that, that defies what is natural. Things that are not possible. Things that are unthinkable when they happen. That is a miracle. Like we saw somebody in the, in the, in, in the Bible, I think in Acts chapter 13, the bad Jesus. Bad Jesus. We know about the story how that uh, Paul and Barnabas came into a city and they were to minister to a certain man who is in authority. And this bad Jesus, the Bible calls him a false prophet, wanted to stop them from speaking the gospel to that man. And Paul rebuked him instantly and declared unto him that he would go blind. And instantly the, the man became blind. That is a miracle. So miracle is not only good things that happen. Miracles can also be bad things that happens. But so long they are things that defies natural laws, they are called miracles. Praise God. So, you can pray and somebody that is dead can come alive. That is a miracle. You can also pray and somebody that is alive becomes dead. That is also a miracle. So, <laughs> praise God. Praise God. So miracles are happenings that defies logic, defies natural laws. Praise God. Hallelujah. So my time is up, but I want to say this. That one thing that will help us to walk in this gift of the spirit is desire. All of this gift of the spirit, if we desire it, if we desire it, if we hunger for it, like we have talked about all of them now. If it bothers you, which of these gifts do I need to work on? If you meditate on it, if you think about if you occupy yourself with it, that I need to, as a child of God, as a Christian, I need to walk in this gift. I need to walk in this gift. You will see that the gifts will manifest in your life. The Bible says that through desire, a man having separated himself, seek it and intermeddle it with all wisdom. So anything at all that you see and you desire, you can have it. The Spirit of God can give them to you. Praise God. So let's just rise on our feet. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.